Well, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to episode, what number are we? 216 uh, of the Mile High Show. My name is Matt Santos, the host of the Mile High Show. You can find archives of all of our past episodes at milehighshow.com on the web. And there's links to our social media at that website as well. So please give us a follow. Get on there and uh, and check out some of our old episodes. And uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that good stuff. Because what you'll find there is not just... Uh, Links to our shows and uh, and where we are out and about on the town. But you'll also find links to various shows, performances, and the like from local artists, musicians, comics, performers, all kind of stuff going on. Um, so please check it out. That is a way you can find um, find out what's happening in and around not only Prescott, but the entire state of Arizona, including... Upcoming information on today's guest, Mr. Nick Kenuel. Now, he was on about 100 episodes ago. I just looked. It was 114 where we talked about his history and, and some stuff. We, get, we cover some of that today as well. Uh, but also, we have uh, information on Nick's uh, latest project, his uh, new CD, A Look at a Fool, which will be coming out shortly. Uh, recorded at the Raven Sound Studios. His CD was Raven Sound Studios right there in Prescott with Dylan Ludwig. You'll hear more about that. But this is this is the thing. As you can tell from right now and also from uh, from if you've listened to any past episodes, we tend to ramble. We tend to get a little off off topic on this uh, on this podcast in general. So if you don't have time to listen to the whole thing, I, I hope you do. If you don't have time, though, to listen to the entire episode with Nick Canuel, uh at least listen to the last few minutes, because what you're going to hear, what you just heard on the intro was his uh, uh, w- was one of the tracks, Somebody to Write About, that will be played in its entirety at the outro, so you'll get a little taste, a little sneak preview, a little... A little um, advance of what's going to be on that new CD, A Look at a Fool. But you'll also hear in the last couple of minutes a fantastic story from Nick on how this CD was written. That's all I'm going to say. So please listen to the whole episode. You're going to hear some great stuff from Nick. You'll hear about other local musicians and, and of course, Raven Sound Studio. But if if you got to skip ahead... Listen to that last few minutes. You will uh, you will not be disappointed. It was a it was a great story from Nick. Uh, we recorded this episode at Jersey Lily, where almost any night of the week you can you can see some great live music and Nick uh, Canuel in his various incarnations uh, at that 
venue, Jersey Lily, up top above overlooking Whiskey Row. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Big Daddy's Barbecue. BDEBBQ.com is where you can find out information on the best barbecue, hands down, in the state of Arizona. They are a very good sponsor of this show and a good friend of mine, Eric uh, Veneer. Uh, so find out about Big Daddy E's, find out how you could eat their food and listen to some music out in the patio and, uh, and, uh, support them as a local business. Also brought to you by Alvarez Tire, uh, who for no other reason, they, they don't pay us, they don't do anything, but they gave us a killer. I'm talking amazing deal on tires to get our little mobile studio up on the road, uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, AlvarezTire.net, I believe, is where you find them. I, I should do some homework, huh? Alvarez Tire. Alvarez Tire on Facebook, but also, let's give you their website. AlvarezTire.net. Yeah, I was right. Six nine two eight six three six one seven seven one. Great folks over there, and uh, and a, a, an extremely good price. So uh, patronize local businesses, support local artists. Oh, one one way you can support artists is this coming Saturday, unrelated to this show, just a very similar name. The Mile High Comedy Theater. Search them on Facebook. Mile High Comedy Theater. Uh, will be performing an improv and stand-up show at the Elks Theater in Prescott. Uh, link is right there in the show notes. October 5th, 7 o'clock, I believe. Tickets are still available. A, an improv show along with stand-up by Kevin Rose, former guest of this show and, uh, and local comic here in Prescott. Uh, Kevin Rose Comedy is where you can find him on Facebook. But the Mile High Comedy Theater... This Saturday, October 5th at the Elks Theater. Hey, that's all the ads we got. Um, check out our page. There's lots of stuff on there at milehighshow.com. Nick Canuel with talking about his latest CD that's about to be released, A Look at a Fool, and the intro and outro music to this episode is a sneak preview. You can only hear it here. Somebody to write about. Nick Canuel at Jersey Lilies. Sit back and enjoy. And again, it, yeah, pay attention. That last couple minutes. Great story from Nick. Well, I'm trying to think. When did we talk last here? It was a couple years here, ago. Yeah, huh? it's been about two years. That's what yeah. we did uh, when Laurie McDonald and uh, Combo Deluxe and my band, Little Larry and the Drive, got together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. big band. For uh, Jersey's 15th anniversary. The, uh, what, what do they call those when they get that? Uh, not a super band. What do they call that? Super group, yeah. Super group. We when call you it Little cla- Lori and the Combo and the Drive Deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> well, here being, like you said, Jersey yeah. Lilies, this is kind of, it's been your your home for yeah. a lot of things. Jersey's kind of been home base for me. I've been playing at uh, Jersey Lilies since I was 15 off and on, and I'm 28 now. So, yeah, uh, with, 28. Yeah, it's, it's a good chunk of time. But I mean, with different bands, it was first with uh, a couple guys named Doug Keller and Denny Orr, and my dad, Joe Canuel. Yeah. And um, after them, I was playing here with Arizona Territory with Danny Romero. And <laughs> I was here with Susan Bailey Smith a few times. And now I've been with Little Larry for yeah. going on eight years now. So, wow. You're a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, that's nice. A lot of history in this place. We were talking a little yeah. bit while I was setting up the, um, the recorder and, and plugging in. 
one the the biggest plus for me here is one the, the the atmosphere in here. You walk in, you know this is a historic building. Oh yeah, absolutely. But the second best thing about this this venue, this location is uh the free popcorn. Yeah. Cuz we uh <laughs> we are a popcorn family at my place. Nice. At t- nine, and he's not nine, he just turned 10, my little son. Popcorn every single night. Yeah. Has to have it. Has <laughs> to have it. That's his dessert every night. Nice. We grew up that. My dad would make yeah. popcorn every night. Same. My dad still to this yeah. day makes popcorn constantly. Has like the little, yeah. the maker with wheels on it and everything. Uh, the whole bit. It nice. looks all classic and everything. <laughs> yeah, got the whole thing. Nice. <laughs> so I, I like coming in here. My son likes coming in here too. He, yeah. He's popped in a couple of the afternoons yeah. where there's live music. I, I think he was here when, I think yeah. he was in here when, when we recorded, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. I was going to say, I think so. Yeah. But uh, give us a little, give, you know, I, I'll put you on the spot. You've been here enough. You, and even if you're making it up, hmm. give us a little history about this place. A little history about this place. Well, Jersey Lily, uh, as a whole place, I mean, it's it's shared space with the palace, of course. It's uh, Jersey's floor is the palace's ceiling. So back in the 70s, uh, all these rooms down the hallways here were all apartments. Uh, in fact, my oh, mom nice. used to live here back back cool. in the 70s, I think, sometime. And so did my aunt and like a whole bunch of people I'm related to lived here. <laughs> and for a long time, uh, before this place got going in uh, 17 years ago, I think, uh, this whole big part that's the bar was just one big apartment. So we really? lived up here. Yeah. And this this part, it was like I, I think the back room here where we are is was the bedroom or something, and the front it's room huge. where the big room is was like an art studio she had and stuff. So like it was mostly like living space. And of course back in the eighteen hundreds it was a completely yeah. different thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which was uh <laughs> Not something you can discuss super PG rated, but a little it was, bordello, uh, right? <laughs> it was a a house of ill repute. To nice, put it nice. But uh, yeah, Jersey's got a whole lot of. History. Let's clarify. Long before your mom lived here. Long before, <laughs> <laughs> ninety years before my mom lived uh. here, or something like that. So, <laughs> mom was not a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> now this is a it's a it's a neat area. We uh, I grew up uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area, so nice. there was the. You know, I was in the East Bay outside of Oakland. There was a, uh, you know, obviously the touristy spots in San Francisco. Uh, we never went to those spots sure. unless somebody was visiting from out of town. Yeah. When was the last time you went to the Grand Canyon to go to the Grand Canyon? I, actually, I had a job up there about three weeks ago. Yeah, you went the there because you're being paid yeah. to. Yeah, you don't just go to the canyon. But like, uh, you know, Fisherman's Wharf never went. Alcatraz, yeah. I've still never been there. But <laughs> Fisherman's Wharf, we, you know, friends, friends or relatives sure. would come to visit. We'd take them there. But the little haunts, you know, North Beach, uh, the Cliff House, uh, you know, uh, Mission District where there's some good clubs and things like that. Sure. Those are the places we go, not necessarily the touristy spots. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. the places you know that are cooler. Yeah. But or here. The little tunnel that leads to Sausalito. It's yeah. Yeah. Way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here, places like the palace, yeah, they're, they're tourist destinations. Sure. But there's also a big local uh, yeah. customer base. Jersey. This, this is where you come. If you're looking for somebody, 
yeah. one of the movers and shakers in Prescott, whether that be a council member or oh yeah, you know, the former fire chief Dan, he's here. Quite a, you, know, yeah. you walk in, and this is a place where not only the tourists come in because it's it's a historic landmark. Yeah. But it's also a cool neighborhood haunt. Yeah, and it's, I mean, uh, our uh, Marlon uh, Kirkendall, the the mayor, yeah, yeah. opened this place. If I oh, remember really? correctly, either he opened it or he was like the second owner of Jersey Lily. So he used to run into him a lot in here back didn't, when he was still the mayor. Didn't he have? Uh, didn't he? He start out with car dealerships in something this area. Like I think that, so. Yeah, I think he had some of the early car dealerships. Yeah, it's something that sounds familiar. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he was one of the early owners of Jersey Lily himself. Oh, cool! And then became the mayor. That. Yeah, <laughs> that's neat. I, I went to uh, thirty twenty-five years ago. My wife, right after we got married, so twenty twenty-four years ago, uh, we went into uh, Old Town Sacramento. We took a little train train ride. They got a commuter train. Amtrak does from you know goes into Old Town, and there's the train museum, and it's the old western part of Sacramento. Sure. And I had been there. Multiple times, you know, growing up and throughout the years. My wife and I went there. She had never been, and she loved it. And it was great. And I remember having a good time there, uh, you know, mid, mid late 90s we sure. went. And then we went back after a number of years, 10 years or so, after we had lived here. We had been in Prescott. We moved here in, eight, uh, in 04, into, well, into Paulden and Chino. Yeah, that's where I'm from. Yeah. And uh, then, then a, oh, I want to say 05, 06, something like that. Yeah. We did a trip back and said, hey, let's go to Old Town. Yeah. And we went, and it was nowhere. It was exactly the same as it was the last time we were there, but nowhere near as impressive because then it clicked. Even though there's old foundations, there's some old storefronts. The whole feel of it is like when you walk into an amusement park, you know, Disneyland or whatever, yeah. that Western town. Sure. And we go, oh, we live in an authentic yeah, like, this is Western. real Old yeah. West. They haven't repainted some of these buildings. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they haven't redone the carpet. Uh, not Jersey Lilies. Jersey, no, Jersey just redid cap- the floor <laughs> in the last two years, actually. So not Jersey. <laughs> but feeling, walking in and seeing, oh, this is authentic. Yeah, like you go to the palace, that's the real deal. Yeah. That, the bar itself is older yep. than the palace is. Yeah. Because they took it out across After the street the far, when, the fire, fire, yeah. when, the, when the palace lit on fire. But to go into a place that is like, okay, now we're, this is this is authentic. Yeah. And then take a trip somewhere like Old Town. Hey, it's fun. It was a great yeah, time. Sure. My son loved it. Yeah. But you could tell, oh, they are doing, they're creating yeah. authenticity. It's not authentic. It's not just yeah. there, yeah. No, it's and it's inherent here. And it, you can just sort of tell. I mean, this is where a lot of those, you know, Old West, yeah. it, the, those guys were hanging out. Like Wyatt Earp was here. Jesse yeah. James was here. Um, I mean, it was like. Mostly Tombstone, and then a lot of it happened here in Prescott, yeah. too. It was like, and this was like a stopping ground for them getting to Tombstone. Yeah, exactly. I had never heard of Prescott. Uh, no, well, I, evidently I had, because I've seen a lot of the old movies and stuff, but it never registered. Yeah. And about eight months before we moved out here in 04, my brother moved from Northern California to Prescott proper, and we were in Poland. Sure. But when he moved out here, he's telling us a little bit, you know, the town he moved into, it's historic, he kind of... Gives us the rundown of uh, of Whiskey Row, and then as I'm watching movies that I have seen fifty times since I was a kid, you know, old thirties, forties, and fifties sure. westerns, and then I start hearing them talk about going to Prescott yeah. or going through Prescott on sure. the way elsewhere. It's like, oh wait, yeah. Oh, this place well, and then legit. there's like Billy Jack and and uh, yeah. uh, what was the Junior Bonner and stuff. Jun- yep. Oh. Uh, 
what was it? The, the gumball race or the, the, the gumball rally? Was, gumball rally. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was filmed here. And I only here know that and because, in Chino. And in Chino. And I only know that because my mom kept accidentally crashing the set. <laughs> a car broke down in the middle of a shot at one point and they kept just like breezing through it and the director finally like they they like blew a flat tire middle of the shot it like drove through the set and and the, you know it's it's a movie about a, a race so they've yeah. got like an actual pit crew on board so the pit crew they like go and change mom's tire in seconds flat and the guy goes <laughs> i don't want to see you again <laughs> so now now you know uh lucy's one of the great road houses in this area lucy's bar and grill and chino yeah i just play there a lot yeah, yeah i was just saying with arizona territory yeah, arizona territory first time i ever met danny was yeah. was right after we moved here he had just got arizona territory together yeah and i gotta dig up some old pictures because you may be in them did you ever play with ted as a drummer? No, I was no? the drummer. Oh, okay. So no, I I was uh, I was a, one or two guys after Ted, but my dad played uh, in the band when Ted was there. I've got to pull the old pictures because I bumped into Dan. I had met him, and he had just started yeah. Arizona Territory. Yeah, he'd been like twenty two or three back then, or yeah. something. And uh, we I did some pictures for him, and I don't know. It was you know when I say just started, it could have been a couple of years in. I, I'm sure. not sure, but it was fairly new because when I've had yeah, Danny had Ted on drums, yeah. Well, I've when I've had Danny on the show a few times, and the first time I had him on the show, him and Sky were actually the inaugural episode when I launched this oh, show. Nice. And I didn't realize Danny hasn't been playing that long. Danny Romero, the Arizona Territory sure. man. I just assume, you know, like you, you've been playing since before you were walking. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Danny picked it up a little later in life. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't realize that. And then we started calculating. I says, well, wait a minute. When I first shot you guys, photographed you guys, you were pretty new. He goes, oh, yeah, we had just started. We were playing at Lucy's. <laughs> and I haven't pulled those pictures in a long time. Yeah. I want to pull them because... I don't really remember who was playing, and yeah. since then have gotten to know Ted really sure. well. And I'm wondering, I start thinking, I go, if I, I wonder if guess, Ted was playing there. If I had to guess, it was probably Ted Leonard on drums and probably Randall Woods on bass. And there's an, a 50 50 shot that it was my dad on the guitar. <laughs> I'll have to, I got to yank him out because I'm a pack rat. Yeah. I don't get rid of anything. But I bring that up because Kim Beasley, who owns Lucy's, yeah. had some stories about that when I first moved here. Lucy's was kind of one of my hangouts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you still, when you move into a place, you know, you know, what, what's this place known for? And they, sure. you know, they're giving me the history of Prescott and, and she brought up Gumball Rally. Yeah. Growing up, she was going and watching them film as well. Oh, and gotcha. I think she's in the background of some things in that yeah, when they exactly. were doing up and down the highway. So yeah, yeah there's, uh, one of the, one of the beauties of, of living in a small town is hearing, the, you know, the, I lived in a small town, a small town of 150,000. Sure. Moved yeah. from there to Paulden at the time. Yeah, it was like 3,900. Culture shock. And, the, you know, the, the stories we get from where I grew up were, you know, the shooting of 71. Sure. You know, the, the, a lot of earthquake stories, things like that. Yeah. Nothing real fun. No. <laughs> you know, it was all, it was always like a major news event as opposed to here. Yeah, no, we don't have that. You hear things of like down, you know, we're, we're sitting here at Jersey Lily, a couple of doors down at Matt's. Yeah. You hear about when Springsteen popped in and did yeah. a, yeah, did that a was, set. That's a thing Something that like, happened. yeah. Um, somebody posted, there's some great, uh, Facebook forums, like longtime residents of Prescott, of yeah. Chino and things. Somebody posted one today, maybe yesterday. It was a photograph of, uh, I probably got it wrong, Waylon Jennings when he was playing in there. I wouldn't doubt it. Waylon's from Chandler. Yeah, it was, so. it was a shot of the dance floor and, you know, the band sure. playing. It was just pretty cool. And then, obviously, you know, every year, rodeo time, 
the Junior Bonner story start popping oh, course, up, and yeah. of course, there's a scene filmed at the palace downstairs yep, at the palace, and um, uh, of course, like half the movie at, was shot at the fairgrounds. At the, yeah, at the Radio, Radio. Billy Jack was shot at Kendall's and like uh, in the courthouse square, right around the square. Yeah, yeah. So every once in a while, you start. Seeing those, like I said, especially rodeo time, the stories yeah. start popping up online. That's one of the one of the blessings, one of the cool things about social media. One of the only yeah. cool things about social media. You know, I'll agree with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I, I like to start the show by letting people plug stuff. Sure. So where can folks find not only your music, but anything coming up? And please so, include Arizona Hometown Radio Group, too, because yeah. you've got some uh, so neat stuff on there's there. there's the day job. Um I happen to be your friendly local radio guy on 94.7 Jack FM. Can't blah. tell without that voice. I know. Though. I can't even <laughs> say Jack FM without doing it radio. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you can catch me talking about stuff on, on Jack uh, 6 to 10, Monday through Friday on Jacked Up Mornings. And then I have this feature there called Next Pick. Um, that, I want to talk about that. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll circle yeah. back to Next Pick. Um, so for music and stuff, you can find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Nikolai guitar, N I C O L A I. Um, no K's, no H's in that. Uh, <laughs> and then let's see. Um, do I have other social media? I do not. No, I have no Twitter, media, Instagram. I can't get Twitter. I no. don't, I don't yeah. it doesn't click. Um, but then, I mean, you can catch me at Jersey Lily pretty much every other weekend, Fridays and Saturdays with little Larry in the drive. And then just about every weekend I'm not here, I'm at The Point with Sean McDermott. Um, and uh, coming soon, a trio with Sean McDermott and my nice. drummer from Little Larry in the Drive. The three of us are going to be putting this together pretty soon. Uh, we're getting together day after tomorrow to start work for the first time. Uh, now, who's your drummer? Uh, Joe Wilds. He's uh, who plays Joe. with me with uh, Little Larry in the Drive. Joe and I were friends in high school. <laughs> and uh, he'd never even had an audition before he was in this band. And uh, he's been with us for seven years now. And just, oh, cool. I, it was one of those things where like, I've known the guy since I was 17. I'm like, there, there's a drummer in there. He just hasn't gotten to do it professionally. <laughs> so uh, you can catch us there. Like, um, I'm, this won't, I'm sure, be out in time. But this upcoming Friday, for example, Sean the and I are playing, Is that the uh, 20th? The twenty, yes, the yeah, 20th. no, it won't. We got no. a couple coming up, so this will go up next week. So, so if you're listening, it was a packed house on the twentieth. <laughs> it was a great show. So, uh, Sean and I are going to be playing uh, Big Daddy Ease for the first time. We haven't oh, played there cool. before. We're doing the that this week. Sponsors of this show, oh, Big nice. Daddy Ease, yeah, a nice little tie-in. So, yeah. um, Eric takes us around. You know, we're doing a, we do a lot of like we used to play here on weeknights and stuff at, at Jersey. We let those go just because I get up at five in the yeah. morning. Um, but yeah, no, you can catch me around town a lot. And um, where to find my music? Well, that's a new thing because I'm coming out with music for the first time professionally. And uh, that's going to be out. I'm aiming for around November 8th is cool. when um, we're planning on doing a CD release at the point with the trio. Uh, and um, yeah, there's a new album coming out and it's going to come Very out soon. Nice. So it should be around November 8th area. Now, we'll look into the future here a little bit. We were talking off mic. The uh, intro music that you heard and probably the outro that you're going to hear after this is hopefully from that from that release. We'll see. Yeah. We can't tease it yes, a little I, bit. I'll, I'll be sending uh, exclusive <laughs> Nick Canduel <laughs> premiere stuff that will have never been heard before except for right here. Very cool. Now, yeah. uh, did you re- how'd you get this recorded? Where'd you go? Uh, went to the Raven Sound Studios. And Dylan? By the way, I cannot say enough yeah. good things about Dylan Ludwig, who is a genius. My goodness. This guy, he blew me away. I went in with like crazy high expectations. Yeah. And he... 
well beyond exceeded that. I, I've been just singing this guy's praises for months now. I, I can't believe what came out of that. His his instincts and his ideas and his insights are just so impeccable. There's stuff I would have never come up with that I went, that's brilliant. I like, <sighs> how do we not have that? So between me and him, I mean, uh, we knocked it out pretty quickly. We were recording about a song a day, um, which was tough because I'm playing pretty much all the yeah, instruments. Yeah. Uh, and everywhere at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I brought in a couple. Joe, my drummer, uh, I should say our drummer. Uh, Joe comes in on one song, and then Sean's in there on a song as well. I, I, I have this, I call it a pop song with a jazz haircut. There's <laughs> never going to be able to solo. Speaking over of haircuts, it. we're going to get to haircuts after <laughs> yeah. a little bit. You'll yeah. know why when you see some pictures. Uh, yep. um, <laughs> so, I had Sean play on that because he knows jazz and I don't. Yeah. And it, it came out great. And then my dad showed up on a couple songs. Oh, nice. Uh, there was one song on there called Juliet that uh, was, it's the only instrumental song on the, tra- uh, on the whole thing. And it's, uh, I wrote it for his mom. His mom's name was Juliet after oh, she cool. passed. Oh, cool. And I brought him in and had him play it with me. Oh, beautiful. Um, and then the other one was the first track on the album. I couldn't figure out a guitar solo for. Um, I did probably 10 takes on two different guitars trying to figure yeah. out just a good solo. And I got nowhere with it. So I called my dad. The day we were going to record Juliet, like two hours before he was coming into the studio, he'd never heard the song. <clears throat> and I said, hey, would you mind bringing your Les Paul and just ripping <laughs> off a, a solo for me? He goes, okay, what key's it in? I said, it's an F. It's like a 6-8 swing groove. And he's like, okay, can you send it to me so I can hear it like at least once? So he did. Yeah. He heard it maybe once or twice before he came into the studio. We recorded the other song and then got on that one. And he did one take. And I went, we're done. <laughs> That's it. That's the solo. So when you listen to it, it's the first track of the album. That's a solo by my dad. And it's the only take he did. Because it was just, as soon as we did it, it was like, it's perfect. I, I don't want two takes. This is good. Nice. This is where I want it to be. So, Very nice. Yeah. Your dad, now, we, we've talked about this before. Nick's been a guest on, oh, a couple years ago, like we said, milehighshow.com and the archives. Just plug his name in. But let's recap a little bit because your dad is local music royalty out here. He's yeah, been playing much. for a year, forever. Yeah. And then you, you had some great stories. You just capitalized. Well, you used to go in and play locally Yeah, I when you were real young. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I got, I first started officially in a band, uh, with both of my parents in a band called Latigo that I just recently rejoined, actually. So now I'm with Latigo again. I'm playing bass for Latigo these days. <laughs> How old but were you when you started? When, when I first officially joined the band, I was 13. When I was first officially <laughs> on stage with the band, I was nine. <laughs> playing what? What were you <laughs> playing doing? Playing bass. Playing bass. <laughs> and uh, I was uh, was Latigo's drummer from uh, thirteen to nineteen. I was there for six years. At nine years old, the bass had to be bigger than it you. It was. It was really big because it was a five string, so it was like even a little <laughs> bit bigger. And yeah, no, there's there's a couple pictures of me from 2000 at the Fourth of July thing at Memorial Park in Chino Valley with this giant bass. Oh, and, funny. Um, yeah, that was I, I did a couple songs or now, something. Didn't you play at some of the places right here on the row and have to yeah. sneak out between sets? Something like that. <laughs> like I got away with it because my dad was in the band. Yeah. So I was allowed to be there. Uh but yeah, I was playing at the birdcage when I was fourteen. And uh you can't work in bars in Arizona until you're nineteen. Unless your dad's there. And my dad was a guitar player, so they like, eh, fine, but just don't go. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to go up to the bar. Yeah. I was yeah. not allowed to approach the bar. So I ended up out on out back on break anyway because I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> I can't even get a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great, though. Yeah. Now, your dad's still playing, yeah, obviously, yeah, on still, yours, but what's he, what's he do? Latigo? And- still with Latigo. Um, and he does fill-in stuff a lot. You know, I mean, everyone knows him, so... 
uh, if someone needs a guitar player or a bass player yeah. or whatever, it's like um, usually one of us gets the phone call and, yeah. you know, I'm booked. I, I literally don't have a Friday off for the rest of the year this year. So, like, I'm booked all the time. So me doing filling gigs is kind of yeah. a, uh, usually doesn't happen. Yeah. But so if they call me first, I just go text my dad. He's he knows it just as well as I do. Yeah. Probably better. So call him. Nice. <laughs> I've traded some messages with Dylan over at Raven Sound Studios. And we've been trying to get together to do a do a podcast. I got to I got to aggressively pursue that. I, I'm going to throw this out and put you on the spot here. Yeah. If we can lock it in, I I can't do it on my own because I know zero about music other than that I'm a fan. So I want to sure. I want to have a musician in with us when we record. Sure. So maybe I'll hit you up you, yeah. yourself or or <laughs> sort of a pseudo uh, guest host on this podcast pretty regularly. He hasn't been on in a while. Uh, Les Lyman. Oh so, sure. But and and I I say this with all love. It's just when when Les is on, the best part about those episodes is I can put the mic down. Yeah, you don't have to talk about le- it. Yeah, I can leave for a couple hours <laughs> and come back. Nah, just kidding, Les. But but yeah, I like uh, I and I've used uh, Darren Mahoney a few times for that sure. when I've interviewed musicians. It's just nice to have that that uh, depth of knowledge to kind of sure. help the conversation go on because I'll ask really stupid questions <laughs> like I'm going to get to here in a little bit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but uh, you know when when for the listener. When musicians can talk about the nuts and bolts of music yeah. and get into the real baseball of it, it's uh, it's interesting. And as a fan, I just I I you know I like to hear I like to hear the stories of performances and things. But not sure, I, yeah. I don't understand the nuts and bolts. Can't carry yeah. tune. Can't play an instrument. I, I yeah, struggle to play a real CD. Technical stuff is is you know I mean with Dylan too. Like he's yeah. he's going to be like. So far, yeah, out there that you're just like, what is even happening? And that, like, that was happening while we were recording this thing. Is you'd just be like, well, I got a blah blah blah, and I was like, sure, those are words, <laughs> those are words. That's There's the letters in there. <laughs> just do what you're doing. I know it's going to sound good. I have no idea how. It w- There's clearly a fairy in here. Like, I don't know what's happening. There's only magic. Without <laughs> fail, every musician that I've spoke to that records there or that has witnessed recordings going on in there, yeah. It, they're just blown away really, at the yeah. level of talent coming out of that man. Dude, it, yeah. it's really remarkable. And oh. also heck of a tambourine player. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll put in the show notes, I'm going to put a link to the uh, Raven Sound Studios YouTube yes. page because they do these little mini concerts. Right. And they uh, just Candace Devine does video. a lot of those. And then yeah. with other of his guests, Sugar and the Mint have one out of there. Yeah, Sean, uh, Sean and his drummer. Oh, nice. Uh, Sean Billy, his drummer, did one recently. Now, did they do any video while you were in there? No. No, I, I uh, they did this big, huge thing of video stuff, and I started recording about two months or a month or so after they did all that. So I was just kind of gotcha. missed it. Would have been sort of boring anyway because I didn't have a band. Gotcha, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have been much to perform. It would just been like, here's me playing drums now. <laughs> and, uh, so it wouldn't have been all that exciting to watch uh, had I done it. Tell us a little bit more about uh, your your Monday through Friday, your day-to-day life on the radio. Yeah. Go ahead and plug so, the websites and everything because I want to – Jack is a is a very unique station, especially for this area. Yeah, Jack is, is, is exceptionally weird uh, in terms of what we play. For example, when we first went – I was listening to Jack FM the day we went on air. Which, geez, I think I still remember. It was November 13th, 2014. I don't know why I know that oh, off cool. the top of my head. Um, 
But so I was driving home that day and I was listening to it just for the sake of we'd been excited about Jack for months. Yeah. We had one in the Havasu. We being Arizona Hometown Radio Group. Yeah, at the radio group. Arizona Hometown. We're all uh, super stoked about it. Uh, We had one in Havasu and we were just, you know, we finally got to where we could put one on the air here. And uh, so I was listening to it just all excited. And that day on the drive home, I heard in order Johnny Cash, Skid Row, Blues Trap <laughs> in that order, back to back. Yeah, very eclectic. <laughs> it was like, it's, so it's a really bizarre station, and we kind of get away with doing whatever we want because the whole idea is that it's Jack FM. We're playing what we want. We don't have yeah. DJs. We don't take requests. I take one request a week, but that's it. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, so we can be real snarky and, and, and yeah. kind of... You know, everything's got one raised eyebrow, you know? Yeah. So um, Jack's uh, the largest ever playlist conceived in the history of FM radio. Um, and it's like a, a multinational huge thing that we yeah. have one of. We have two of, I should say. And, uh, you know, it's just the craziest thing. I like the, 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 the lead voice of Jack FM is the Geico guy, actually. Yeah. <laughs> But so that's kind of crazy. And like I said, I've got the, the morning show on there that I do 6 to 10 called Jacked Up Mornings. And, um, uh, you know, I kind of cover – I've got sponsors on that, so we put in sponsored spots. Yeah. But I talk about, like, weird holidays that we have. Yeah. Uh, like, today is uh, get away for – or don't go to Seattle Day or something like that, for example. <laughs> like, it's a weird one. It's all, There's, like, weird stuff each day. Um, there's also this day in music thing that I do where, like, I talk about, like, albums that came out today or musician birthdays. Um Today is the day Hendrix played his last gig, for example. Oh, uh, nice. It was, yeah, this date 50 years ago. And, uh, you know, all those sort of things. I like to kind of be like, check it out. And then I play a song that's in relation to that somehow. The way that the playlist and the way that you guys feed the music into it, it I mean, no, no, you know, it's no news to you. The reason why people are doing podcasts now, I, I can, I, 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 I equate podcasts to the old pirate radio. You sure, know, yeah. Guy, you know, yeah, that makes with sense. A, with a radio shack, uh, <laughs> you know, set up broadcasting to the neighborhood or closest thing to that, you know, on mainstream would have been like college radio. And a lot of that's going away. That's why people are going yeah. to podcasts. And I think especially it being a, a independent station with Arizona Hometown Radio Group being a, yeah. a, a, a – it's not a no, national multi – you know, multi-corporation kind of thing. No. And it's, it's cl- I think, as close to college radio as, as we see it. It's yeah, exactly. fantastic. It, it's, it's local, you know. I mean, some of it's network stuff that we yeah. get that's national spots and whatever. But it's local stuff. I mean, our ads are all from people yep. here in town. Uh, everyone who's on the radio daily yeah. is in-house. We're not yeah. getting, like, we, we don't have some, you, you know, KPPV or whatever, like, that's Russ Edwards on the morning show. Yeah. He's, the office next to no me. syndication, no, yeah, and it's a massive station. KPPV. It's it's got like a it's a fifty thousand watt signal yeah. or something like that. We're in like five cities on one radio station or something. Yeah. It's all over the place, or more than that, and um and it's all right here, you know, and it, and it's and it's been that way for thirty five years almost. It's cool in this day and age of you know uh, what's the uh, what are some of the big groups? I they're escaping um, my name right now, but you know, you know the. Uh, the, like the, I heart media yeah that stuff. kind of stuff to where you can walk literally and you are a perfect example of this the guy you're listening to while you're driving to work in the morning yeah. is the guy you're seeing playing guitar at Jersey yeah. Lily that night yeah exactly you know uh 
and then the 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 other stations on there. There's KPBV, as you mentioned, KQ and A. Although they kind of let anybody on the air. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I'm going to be doing an interview on KQ&A shortly, pretty oh, soon cool. here with DJ Phone. Um, yeah, there's KDDL, which is our classic country station. We've got... Uh, I was with Greg the, Scott uh, a couple yeah, weeks Greg ago Greg to Scott, parade. Yeah. Uh, we've got... Uh, I think it's the only Spanish hits radio station based out of either Yavapai County or based out yeah. of this part of it or something like that. I don't remember how that worked. Um, then there's three radio stations in like Havasu, and there's one of the Grand Canyon, yeah. and it's all us. Yeah, it's you know? a big group, but it's it's, group. it's all right it's all here. here. Yeah, it's all um, right in Prescott. And and you you mentioned you're going to be on with uh, Dave Phone, DJ Phone. Yeah. You know, I, I and when I say I was jokingly saying they let anybody on there. I I host yeah, there yeah. on a monthly basis, <laughs> and uh, you know you walk in. And the guy you're listening to is DJ, and he's down the hall, and he yeah. comes at. It's just really reflective of what radio used to be yeah. like. It's supposed to be here. Yeah. It's supposed to be local. It's supposed to be people who know what's going on. I mean, when we had that big crazy... Oh, by the way, a sidebar. DJ Phone's real name is DJ Phone. That is crazy to me. <laughs> yes. um, that's like not a radio name. His name is David James Phone. Like, holy crap. Uh, but so, you know, back in, what was it, February when we had that big, huge snowstorm where we yeah. got two feet of snow or whatever. Um, and when the snowstorm hit a couple weeks before that that we had, they gave us like six or eight inches of snow. Uh, I got the phone call from the boss that said, you are going live right now. Yeah. So we did. We just went into the studio, hit the button and went live on the radio to say, hey, guys, the state is under snow. Um, be careful. Here's what's yeah. closed right now. And uh that was the first pretty big snowstorm. Then the second pretty big snowstorm. Uh, fortunately, I have stuff at home, so I did a radio show from you, my you living remote? room. Oh, cool! And uh, did it there. I, I just set up in my living room. My roommate was at uh, somewhere. He was off uh, in another state or something like that. So I was like, "Cool, I don't have to worry about being loud in the house." <laughs> I just set up in the living room and did a show from my living room for two or three days because I could not leave. Yeah. So and uh, you know we can do that, but we're doing it. And we're doing this here. And that's the thing. Like, that's a real-time update. Yeah. I'm sitting here looking out my window at the snow, telling people, guys, it's, it's bad. Don't get in your car. <laughs> Do not get in your car. This is not worth yeah. going anywhere. Try to call in if you can. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's really actually here. Wh- you know? wh- growing up and listening to local radio, and this is before really the big push of syndication – but there were big radio personalities in the yeah. area I grew up in, you know, and I listened to, I mean, and you talk about the way Jack's programmed. Closest thing we had to that when I was growing up was KFOG out of San Francisco. Sure. And I think they just went dark. Really? They're about to. And that's an iconic station in the Bay Area. True FM album oriented rock. Yeah. And the, the DJs and the, the morning crew on there were not your typical, like morning zoo. They weren't your yeah. drive time DJs. These were guys and, 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 and DJs that would have their personality, very unique personalities that would come through in their play selection yeah. and in their conversation. And they were the guys you'd see when you went to go see a band yeah, at exactly. night. So it was really cool. And then the news guys, you know, KGO News, was uh, they're still around. They're still a major force in Bay Area news. But there were set shows whether it be talk show format or the reporters yeah. that you got to know and trust exactly. like the old you know Walter Cronkite days yeah and that's that's you know kind of the philosophy at AZ hometown is like you're listening to this person every day let's you know let let's uh be real you know like yeah. 
we want to humanize ourselves. We want to seem like real people be, who like live here and, yeah. and do stuff here because we are real human people who live here and do stuff here. And so, you know, that's I get on in the mornings and I talk about me and what's happening in the yeah. morning with, with my life or something like that. And especially my show up because every day I, I open the song with fun fact. Uh, my intro uh, in the morning on that show, uh, I've been doing this since January 2nd uh, of this year, so eight months in now, and um, I've made a goal to never repeat an artist on my intro song ever. Oh, Not cool. a song, an artist. I messed up one day, but so far <laughs> I have done, tomorrow will be show number 169, and I have minus one day when I messed up because I didn't read, I missed the list. I have never once repeated a single artist, much less a song. I've been a different artist every single day. I'm going to run out, but I'm trying to get a year in before I, I have to. And it's, it's pretty close. You're getting I'm, close. It's three months out from, or four months out from uh, a full year of, of what different Amazing. songs each morning. And I've done pretty well. Um, I ended up on Deep Purple today. I, didn't, I hadn't thought of them yet. Now, how, do you, how are you pulling those? Are you going just, I just fresh each day, or do you try and, like, uh, are, are you, like, doing some sort of list, alphabetical or by year no, or something? No, I, I kind of keep a running list of ideas of, yeah. like, art, uh, artists, but I try not to reference it. Like, I have a list of every song I've used, so I don't mess yeah. up and use the same. Because yeah. I, I had to check it today, and it was, like, the first, like, six, I was like, did I? Ah, oh, man, I used that one back in April. <laughs> um but no, I just kind of, I have a weirdly good knowledge of classic rock for someone yep. my age. And uh, I, it's what I grew up with. So I, you know, I use what I know from playing guitar forever yeah. to just kind of be like, okay, well, let's see. I could, uh, like, if I wanted to get shy stew with it, I could use Beatles, Paul McCartney, and Wings all as, as separate things. Yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't gotten that shy stew just yet, <laughs> but I could. <laughs> But, you know, things like that. Now, the last time we had plugged in mics and we were in the same room was, we, like I said, a couple, few years ago, we had done a show right here at Jersey. But yeah. more recently, uh, you sat down with Jim Sobo, who takes yeah. over these mics, oh, every month or so. It's been a couple of months because he was on tour. Yeah. Uh, with his that Howling. That's a fun tour. Yeah, you know, the Howling Coyote tour that yeah. he takes uh, local Arizona-based yeah. musicians, uh -huh. cruises up and down the California coast. Uh, and he's doing a monthly showcase of that themed Howling Coyote yeah. local singer-songwriters uh, at a local place here, Mark's Beer Garden, uh, throughout the year. Yeah. And you were one of his featured showcase yeah. artists recently. So we, we had plugged yeah, in a, a couple few ago. months ago. Yeah. Not, not who who was on with you? Do you remember? Because I don't. Dermot, uh was with me on that. And, and then who else? Rosemary... Uh, I want to say what is what, uh, Erickson. I want to think. I think Rosemary's was last name Tommy is Tommy Anderson. Tommy Anderson okay. was there as well. The reason it was clicked because you and him were talking Beatles. We, yeah, we we got off on a Beatle kick pretty okay. fast. Okay, now you, he's like an encyclopedia of Beatle yeah. knowledge, and you were giving him a run for his money, if not yes. besting him a yeah. little bit. Yeah, no, he knows everything about the Beatles, and I, I know everything plus one. Or where does vice that versa. where does that come from? Because you're what you said. How twenty eight? My parents literally almost named me John Paul. <laughs> I, I I very much was indoctrinated. I, I remember my mom informing me that she was going to brainwash me into loving the Beatles. <laughs> when I was about three years old, it's one of my earliest memories. She told my brother and me that you will love the Beatles. And she was right. Yeah. How can you not? <laughs> I just, you know, yeah. I mean, it was the 90s and rap was big then. And yeah. we were kids and we were like, nah, nah, nah. But, uh, you know, she made us listen to Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds until we liked it. Yeah. So. Um, now I just, I, my weird party trick is that I can, and I, I literally mean this, I can name any Beatles song off of one note. <laughs> that 
That's I, right. I, I forgot what yeah. how that was I, I kicked can, off. You yeah. can give me the first half of one second of any Beatles song, and I can tell you what song it is immediately. It's it's uh, it's a crazy. weird thing. It's it's a weird that's thing. That's a little but spooky. I'm strangely good at it. Ah, <laughs> that yeah. is cool. It's, it's you know I mean. When, when I was a kid, and even now, but especially when I was a kid, I'd find something I was really into, and then I would just obsess. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I started playing piano, and that did it. And I was just like, this is the thing. And uh, then it happened with guitar players and different instruments and stuff, and it all just... It, the Beatles were the first I need to know everything. Yeah. You know? Interesting. That was the first one. Like I said, I know zero about music, music theory. Sure. People start mentioning, you know different notes or beats and i don't i don't even know how to mimic what they're saying and not sound like a complete idiot <laughs> uh and can't sing can't play anything but i i'm a fan of music yeah and i like i grew up the youngest of five six kids but we lost one so youngest of five and all of my friends typically were older than me and i got a lot of influence musically from from older cousins friends neighbors sure. brothers and sisters and things so i was always listening to music that was a little a little past what my my uh when i say past like older i guess yeah. you know when when i'm you know i was listening to the stones when when you know everybody else was listening to madonna sure. you know that kind of thing when i was yeah. in high you know i, I graduated I in 84 when everyone was listening to the backstreet boys yeah so. <laughs> so my son who's now 10 has been forced to listen to what i listen to when we're driving in the yeah. car and things of course uh, one of his first favorites was, uh, was, a uh, uh, compilation blues disc. We had that had a lot of muddy waters on it. Cool. Uh, listened to a lot of Bo Diddley. Um, he's surprisingly, even for some of my friends, my age, he, uh, knows quite a bit of Tom Waits, who's one of my favorite artists cool. of all time. Uh, but we, st I'll rotate him around and I'm lazy cause I got an older vehicle. All my cars are single CD players. We don't have like a yeah. MP3 play or anything. Yeah, so we, when a CD goes in, we're listening to that until yeah, we that's... get completely sick of it. Yeah. And uh, we've been on a kick recently. Well, he's he is uh, his favorite song right now is Cisco Kid from War. Okay, he absolutely cool. loves it. Uh, and then in, we went up did a weekend trip a couple weeks ago. And I forgot to throw CDs in the glove box. Yeah. So uh, Day Tripper, not by the Beatles, Ooh. Sergio Mendez in Brazil 66. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a Sergio C Mendez okay, CD so in the car. I haven't heard that. Oh, it's um, fantastic. But, <laughs> but I will say this. Um, I am A, hypercritical of covers. B, hypercritical of Beatle covers. <laughs> and here's how hypercritical of covers. I'm jumping back to the radio thing. I mentioned my feature, Nick's Pick. <laughs> Yeah. Nick's pick has a different theme each day, and Monday is worst cover of the week. Oh. That's what Monday is. And I, I get on there. Today, I played the slowest version of uh, Don't Stop, or no, uh, Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. That I've ever heard in my life. I, I said in my feature today, I said, I'm pretty sure I've heard trees grow faster than this. <laughs> um, well, I'm like super about... Obviously, <laughs> Sergio Mendez does his own take oh, on course, everything. Yeah. But yeah, my son is uh, is quickly becoming a Sergio Mendez fan, nice. which I'm glad to hear. Yeah, because I love it. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's got a very eclectic little taste in music. And oddly enough, my my brother, who evidently hates me, uh, about six years ago mailed us a package, and okay. he hit me up and he goes, "Hey, did you guys get a package yet?" I said, no, he goes, it's a big one. They're going to have to drop it off. Oh, at your no. It's a drum set. There it is. 
And I haven't done it yet. I'm going to do that to my brother one of he, these days. My son can sit, and I can't keep time for anything. Sure. And he's not. He's never taken a lesson or anything, but he'll sit down, and it sounds like music. Yeah. We have a piano, an upright, an old one that's so far out of tune. Somebody gave it to us. I had yeah. it in my photo studio. It was like a little prop. Sure. And uh, then when we closed the shop, we just moved it into the house, and he'll sit. And tinker on it, and it's like that's music. How yeah. did you figure? So I've got to, I got to get on the ball and get him yeah. some kind of lessons because well, he's got. My brother's like you that. Can or I mean, if if it's something he takes off and runs yeah. with, then don't. Because there's a lot of people who don't ever take yeah. lessons. You know, um, my brother's like that. He, my brother can sit. In a, in a, you know, he went to you know. Best Buy or Target or something. Sure. I don't know how many years ago and got himself a little keyboard, electronic keyboard. Never touched a keyboard in his life, and he's sitting there playing along with songs on the radio. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I hate you. For a lot of reasons, I hate him, but that's that's one of them. Yeah. He can, you know, percussions. He'll sit at, at a set of congas or something and just sound like he's been playing for years. Sure. And uh, I don't have that aptitude. I think my son has a little of that in him. Sure. Yeah. I think, and I mean, this could be not true, but I mean, for me, it seems that it's it could be hereditary. And I say that because I got three brothers uh, who are all for the technical sense. And I don't really, I never think of it this way, but they're technically all half brothers. We share one parent. Gotcha. <clears throat> um, uh, all of them are, I have one brother who's ever been in a band. Um He's never like ran with the music thing like I did, but he, you know, got interested yeah. in it and is off and on play music. I got another brother who uh, is interested and in, and in, in plays guitar and bass and stuff a bit, and another brother who plays piano but never was like super uh, tinkers. Yeah, well, hobbyist. Waylon with thing. the piano stuff, like he. What, what's he his name? Him, his name is Waylon. <laughs> there's actually there's a whole story. Um, <laughs> But uh, he, you know, like he'll he'll sit there and like he taught himself to read music, which is freaking crazy. Um, and uh, he'll just like learn these classical pieces and play them with really, oh, really incredibly. Um, you know, but I can't sit with him and be like, here, we're in F sharp play. Gotcha. Um, so meanwhile, then there's me who went <clears throat> crazy with it. Yeah. And uh, both my parents played music. Whereas, which either them, each of them, one of their parents did. Gotcha. So okay. With older two, it was my dad. And with Waylon, it was mom. Yeah. And meanwhile, I got both. So uh, then I went nuts and learned a bunch of instruments because <laughs> so I had run, to be loud, run through apparently. the list: um, bass, guitar, drums. What? What? I also play piano and mandolin, and I sing uh, lead and backing vocals. And I had to kind of plug in wherever I what needed. What don't you play? What have you tried that you? I tried to figure out violin, yeah. and uh, I heard the term screech plank once, <laughs> and that's about what it sounded like. Like it, it was just the most chaotic, horrendous, and it's tuned exactly like a mandolin. It's GDAE with the same pitch and everything. It's the same <laughs> tuning, and all I got was yeek. It was horrible. I, I've told this story several times on this show. I'll do a shortened version. I wanted to play an instrument when I was a kid. Sure. And the first time you could do it in, in our school was second grade. Begged my mom. I don't know why. I wanted to play saxophone. Begged my parents. Begged my parents. <laughs> begged me. They wouldn't let me. No, 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 That's no. ambitious. Then they finally said, okay, do it. Went in. No, There was no instruments left. Yeah. Not, not only no violin. I mean, no uh, saxophones. No nothing. Yeah. So I come home. She goes, where's your instrument? I said, oh, they're all out. She goes, you begged us. We're getting you an instrument. So they rented me a violin. Okay. Oh, God. My mom played violin when she was in elementary school. Yeah. So she wanted me to play violin. I hated it. <laughs> I practiced for a few weeks, yeah. getting ready for our first uh, first recital. And it was on a Monday. 
and I wanted to quit. And they said, no, we're renting this thing. We're paying yeah. for it. You're going to play. My dad heard me rehearse the Saturday before the, rehe- the uh, recital. After 10 minutes, he goes, okay, you can quit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was horrible. One it the, was uh, horrible. One of the funniest things I've ever encountered in my life was uh, in middle school, my brother, Waylon, played uh, tenor sax. Yeah. And when he was learning, sax is not a super ins- easy instrument to start on. Like, it's, it's kind of, I've heard, I, I've never played a sax, so I don't know this for sure, but I've heard that it's fairly easy to switch from, like, guitar to sax. It's kind of laid out similarly. Um well, he started on sax, yeah. so he had to figure out not only how scales work and where they all are, but he also had to figure out how to make a reed work, and that is tough work when, A, you've never played the instrument, and B, you're 12. And, um, the, yeah, I was seven. The, 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 yeah, the noise that would come out of his room was the most <laughs> devastating, hilarious thing, and we had these three miniature dachshunds who would just set up in front of his door and go completely hysterical. I, and it, it was the most funny thing I've ever seen in my life. It was just squeaks and nonsense coming out of his room and three dachshunds losing their minds in full meltdown right in front of it. It was too much for me. It you was could, so You should have done America's Home Videos. Oh you could have retired. Oh, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what where I got uh, saxophone from, but I just it's wanted cool to play. Instrument. I, I it's know. the cool instrument. Yeah. It's, I, I, I mean... It you, you wear shades and play guitar and you're like ah that guy but you wear shades and play sax and you're like yeah that guy nice. you know? <laughs> hanging out under a bridge somewhere yeah exactly I and I in since second grade quitting the violin after a few weeks I've never been able to play an instrument never never really tried on that's a tough one to, to start with I mean like I said I've I've played music for a long time and I I yeah. grabbed one was like this will be easy right scrack and it's not easy <laughs> violins are not easy <laughs> now Nick's picks. Nick's you pick. also Nick's but you also do some local stuff in there too. Yes, you, you've had so some. Each day is a different theme. Like I said, um, Mondays was cover of the week. Tuesdays are B sides and rarities where I grab D cuts. Mm-hmm. You never heard. Wednesdays are one hit wonder days. Uh, Fridays the one day of the week that Jack of M takes a request and it's only one request. Yeah, but Thursdays are my favorite day of the week because that's the local artist spotlight. And who have you who have you spotted? It's just you Tons and little people. Larry, right? That's yes, it. It's just been me. So, <laughs> no, the the only person uh, I've been on Nick's pick more than anyone else, just because I talk on it. But the yeah. only person who's come even close to being on Nick's pick as much as me is Drew Hall, because he plays uh, with everyone. Uh, so Drew has been on Nick's pick something like twenty two times in the last year and a half. And that guy incredible. He's he's amazing. He's the best player in town by far, by a huge margin. And and I. Every time I end up on stage with him, it's the most humbling experience of my week. We, we talked <laughs> about when friends are in town, you know, like yeah. taking them to tour spots. I've, I've got a, got a few buddies of mine who travel through once a year or so. Ron and yeah. Tammy Pitts, how are you? They're probably listening. They're the ones that download. Um, <laughs> but they, they, they have from the Bay Area, and then they have family in Tucson. So they sure. come through here yeah. fairly regularly. And the first trip they did several years ago, we happened to hit the birdcage on yeah. an open mic night. And Drew was on stage with yep. Don Cheek, yeah, of course. and everybody else, and they were Dude. blown away. And then this is this is why I like living in this area. Yeah, as soon as they're done, there they were blown away that how good he was. Yeah. First thing Drew does is come off stage, come over and say hi to me. And they're like, you know this guy? Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, we go with him. I get yeah, a big shot in a little town. Yeah. But, Drew uh, is, is from a different planet. Yeah. Like, the stuff, the way he thinks about guitar is is just something that I, like, I, 
I went out. Okay, so I used to have a duo with a guy named Sonny a hundred years ago, and Sonny was a longtime student of Drew's, and um, you know he he had, had, Drew had imparted a lot of that yeah. kind of um, modal thinking, you know, which is gonna mean nothing to you, but uh, <laughs> it's it's basically like Drewisms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's basically like it's, it's, so. What that means is like instead of playing a regular major scale, you move a couple of the notes around, and it sounds crazy. And uh, Drew's really good at that, and. Um, you're sitting there watching him one night, and I sit next to Sonny. I went, "What are you doing tomorrow?" And he goes, "Nothing." I said, "You need to teach me modes right now because I don't." <laughs> I, you know, I, I went up there. Don usually when I end up seeing the cheek tones play, Don Cheek will just like run off stage. He's got the wireless. Yeah, and whether I like it or not, he's like, "You want to play?" I'm like, <laughs> "You're not going to let me not." So yeah, let's do this. So he'll just hand me his guitar mid song and the next song, and I go yeah. back up. And now there's a like this quote unquote guitar duel. Thing between me and Drew, and there, it's it's not a battle because he wins every time. Like, and I'm not a bad player, but Jesus, Drew, no, yeah, he, it's he, amazing he, what he does. Not a bad player. This. When you ask anybody in this part of the state about guitars, there's two names that come up: <laughs> Nick and Drew. That's what come and up. That's what come up. My my, what what always happens though is like it's always like, yeah, we're doing pretty good. I'm holding my own, and then Drew takes off, and I go, <laughs> dude, I'm over here. <laughs> Remember, you left me. Like, it's just amazing what he does. Yeah. It's, it's really remarkable and stuff. My buddies, when they came in, like the second trip out here is, you know, like a year or six months after the first mm-hmm. time they were. And we went and saw him again. I want to say maybe at Granite Mountain Could or be, yeah. Raven, some, yeah. somewhere else. It wasn't at the case. play those places a lot. And, uh, and you know, watch him play. And they, they, they both just looked at me and says, why is he still here? <laughs> yeah. Meaning, yeah. why isn't he yeah, out being the on, guitar player? The yeah, whole, wherever, because yeah. he's yeah. just that. He but, can. but honestly, that Nick Canuel, Drew Hall, that <laughs> those are the names that pop up when they talk about guitar players in this area, musicians in this area. Well, that's, I mean, thank you. Yeah. I, uh, Sean and I had recently the uh, great honor and privilege uh, to open for Drew. And Anton Teschner's new yeah. band Sumatodius, we we played f- uh, we opened for him at the Elks uh, Theater. Oh, nice! Uh, back in July, and it was just a, I mean, I, I was far beyond flattered to even be asked to to open for him. Uh, much less we get there. It's just like okay, no, like this is this is great. I've played the Elks a few <laughs> times, of course, but isn't that a cool spot? But, <laughs> but with, yeah, it's it's kind of a nice little room, but uh, <laughs> but you know, opening for Drew there and stuff, and and just getting to. You know, I, I saw on the one that played there the first time, and this was the second time. And I'll tell you what, um, I had better seats than everyone because <laughs> I was standing there. I did not go out into the audience one time while they were playing. I stood off to the side of the stage, on the stage, behind the curtains, yeah. uh, next to the, the the sound guy who was on stage running yep. sound for monitors. And I just stood there watching the whole show, just blown away. Yeah. It's like this is incredible. Like o- overall, this this town, Prescott, Arizona, yeah. is such a wealth of talent. To come in and watch really you and Larry one night and then walk 50 yards down the street and see Drew and Don yeah. and Anton there's or a lot of music whoever. In town yeah. And there's a lot of people who are really good at it. I, I was know? blown away several years ago. Uh, I just was strolling around downtown and somebody told me about an open mic at the cage and it's Don Cheeks Thursday sure. night open mic. And I walked in, and after ten minutes, fifteen minutes, I'm, it's just one after another. And then they, they, you know, six guys jump up and they do a little jam session. And I'm like, this is a ticketed show 
anywhere in the country. Yeah. And I, I got a chance to see some fantastic music from the arena shows yeah. to little club shows in the San Francisco Bay Area. And this is as good or better than anything I've ever Absolutely. seen. And it's an open mic. And it's an open mic. Yeah. And you're like, what, what What group is this? Oh, no, that's the oh, guy no, that works the kitchen at the palace. You know, that's the, yeah. that's the whoever, you yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. No, there's, I mean, there's so much just incredible stuff. I mean, I, I, I've run into, and a lot of them I've found through doing uh, the local artists on Nick's pick. Yeah. Like, um, I had not yet met um, uh, Kalina Martin. Oh. Before I started doing uh, uh, Nick's pick, and I, I got in touch with her through that, and just and she sent me her, her album. And was like, dude, what is this? This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, the Fault Lines are another incredible oh, yeah, band yeah. in town. Like Sugar the Men are amazing, but I gotta I gotta think about power trios and and the Fault Lines. Man, uh, we Sean and I went down one night. We we're just kind of checking out bands. And we cruise into there, and they're playing, and. They're playing some crazy fast version of a Cream song, I think. And we were like, this is kind of wild, but okay. Um, and then they kicked into one of their songs. And I went, oh. God. <laughs> so as soon as I got done, I went up. And I, 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 Johan and I had never met uh, to yeah. that point. I went up and said, hey, I work in radio. Let's make this happen. I want you on the air. Johan being Johan awesome. Glidden. Johan Glidden, yeah. of course. Uh, I mean, they're just so great. And Sugar and the Mint is great. And uh, Cross-Eyed Possum are really good. I had them oh. on a few times. Uh, they're really nineteen years they're, old. Yeah, they're they're kids and they're they're killing it. They were on with Jim Sobo uh, just a couple months ago because they were on the tour. Yeah, I heard recently. About that. I had never heard them play. They're great. Yeah. Oh, I was blown away. Really we were, we were in Darren Mahoney's living room is where we recorded. Yeah. And it was Darren Mahoney, Sherry uh, Fencer, and the, the the Howard Howard. Right. It's the brothers. Yes. 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 Cross-eyed possum and Jim. And then they did this little jam session at the end, and I was blown away. Yeah. And I was glad Jim was hosting the show because I just got to sit back and enjoy. Yeah. And then again, full head of beautiful hair, good looking <laughs> guys, young, talented. I hated them immediately. Of course, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who who are some of the other surprises that you've have um, been able to have on your Thursday spotlight? Let's see. Oh God, I've done it for a while now, so it's it's. Uh, well, like I said, I've had Drew on in so many different cases, so I've yeah. had. Um, Walt Richardson through Drew, uh, Sumatodius through Drew, yeah. the Cheek Tones through Drew, uh, Blaine Long through Drew. Yeah. Um, I think there's one or two more through Drew. Uh, so there's been them, and there's, uh, I it just, there's so much. It's, I'm having a hard time coming up with names no, off the top of my listen head. Listen to the show but Thursday morning. Yeah. Uh, Thursdays at, uh, Next Pick happens at 12 15 and 5 15 every weekday. Um, and, uh, I mean, just, some of the really coolest stuff where I'm just like, this is this yeah. this this shouldn't be like. In fact, uh, Sugar and the Mint were the first local artists I ever played. Oh, nice! Day. That's where it started. I had the uh, opportunity to photograph them a couple weeks back oh, at cool. their CD release uh, nice. show at the Elks. Nice. Speaking of the Elks, but what a what a neat venue that is! Just oh, hanging out downstairs in it the in feels, the green room. It's like you mentioned with like the authenticity with how yeah. old it is. You walk in that building, you're like, this is as old as it looks. Like this yeah. isn't. And it's not like it, it doesn't feel run down or decrepit or oh, anything. It's, it's charming. It's it's really gorgeous in there. And when they remodeled it, what was that about ten years ago or so? I, yeah. I, it just, I mean, it, the the Elks Theater was not a thing yeah. 10, 12 years ago. It was it's there, beautiful, and it was just it wasn't getting used. And if it was, it was it didn't look good for a long time. Yeah. 
and it, it just wasn't a thing. And so they remodeled it and just gave it. What this is brand that seat like? Four hundred, I think, with the balcony. Something like that, yeah. Something it's, around it, there. You walk in and it looks like a palace. Yeah. And then from the, I've had the opportunity to stand on that stage for a couple of things, and then you look out and you go, "This is very intimate for intimate. for a." Palace, basically. It's a yeah. beautiful theater. Exactly. I mean, you walk in there and your first thought is like, oh, we're going to see vaudeville. Because that's what it, that's, yeah. it looks like you're going to see like a vaudeville or, you know, slapstick comedy sort of thing. <laughs> and it's not, not in like a, a bad way. I don't mean like there's pies <laughs> around. But I mean, it's just, it's got that, you know, that era look. It, it looks like, like the 1920s stuck out of yeah. time and it looks authentic and real and brand new. Well, let's let's do a little shameless plug because they are going downhill with their booking. The uh, Mile High Comedy Theater, uh, which is a great theater troupe, doing an improv show there on October 5th. Nice. But they're allowing some idiots to go up and do some stand-up. So uh, you might see some familiar faces oh, no. on there doing a show. I'll be up there for a little bit. But yeah, so they're they're really dropping downhill as to who they're letting on stage. Just kidding. It's a it's a it's a beautiful spot. It really is. I'm, I'm it's it's gonna be I, I get a chance to to do a show there and it's gonna be it's gonna be it's a lot exciting. of fun. I've done a few yeah, it's gonna I've, be exciting. I've enjoyed every one yeah. of them. Uh, never a bad night. Tell me about the point. Because the point has some interesting history. The point's been a few things over time. I I can't remember. All right. When I was go first, run through some of the names because when I was first, I, I think a hundred years ago, I think that was the place before I was. It would have been before you were in town and before I was old enough to go to bars. But I think back then it was called the Boiler Room. I think. Yeah. I don't remember for sure. But uh, when I first became aware of it, when I was probably fifteen, sixteen or so, it was called Sundances back then. Sunday. Yeah. Sundances, which was that's when I went in. Yeah. It was a was little different. A little different. <laughs> a little different. A little bit. I played <laughs> one of the dumbest gigs of my life at Sundance's. I played there on a Tuesday afternoon with an acoustic duo to no one. Uh, I, and we were standing there on stage, Sonny and me, just going, like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. it, it was, it's a total metal bar back yeah. then. Back then. And, uh, and Wasn't we're, there a we're, cage we're in there somewhere? The universe, <laughs> you know? And it's like, we're, we're not the right fit. They did place. have Guinness on tap at Sundance's, which okay. is why I went in. So, but yeah, it was, it reminded me of walking into a place. In uh, you know South of Market or in Berkeley, sure, yeah. something it, it had a real different vibe compared to everything else on Whiskey yeah. Road. Oh, so absolutely. for, for yeah. me, that was kind of cool to yeah. poke your head in. But it did have a different thing. So it was Scotty's for after a while. That, it was Scotty's. Uh, Scott, Scott O'Neill got. Uh, I think he owned the building the whole time and then took over the bar or something like that. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember what the deal was there, but uh, he took it over and. It was a you know same kind of a place. Yeah, uh, it, it it kept um, a lot of the feel. I think they even the pool table was even still in there and stuff. Um, it was like all the same thing. And then the it was a little rough and over. tumble there. A little bit, yeah. There was something else in between. I think it was they were doing the, the Mexican, quick, Hispanic music real, for a little real, bit, a couple real months, short something. I don't remember what, but then it became the point, and they I it it doesn't even look like the same building. I mean, it's like a 1940s speakeasy. Yeah, exactly. You know, that, uh, it, it's got this real kind of, and not in a derogatory way, like a hipster vibe to it. No, and, authentic. Though, look, you walk in, exactly what you're saying. It's like a speakeasy mixed with the point. It's, it's what I'm getting anyway. I've never asked, but kind of from the uh, the uh, moose head, yeah, el- the antlers, elk, antlers stuff, whatever yeah. you call it. Obviously, I'm a city boy. I've never hunted. <laughs> Don't even know what they're called. You know, the things that they you hang stuff on. Uh, but it's g- g- beautiful leather. Couch oh, is yeah. very low really ceiling. Dead. Cool cool yeah. little stage. Yeah, and by the way, the, the best pool table of any bar in town. <laughs> it's 
eight feet long and it's level, which is hard to find <laughs> either of those things in a bar. Solid table. Um, a girly street sports pub doesn't oh, have you know, straight play. I don't no those, those tables I are. I haven't met those the tables. Couldn't tell you. I can tell you which <laughs> bars on the row have crooked tables. And short answer is all of them. You get to know uh, the grooves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't 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 play pool at the birdcage. But the point, do you, and you're there. You're there at a regular. It's typically every other Friday. Uh, yeah. Sean and me. Almost every time I'm there. Once in a while, uh, I'll be there solo. And then whenever I'm not there, Sean's there every Friday. Um, and so then I'm there pretty much every other week with him doing Be- the acoustic duo thing. Beautiful atmosphere. Great room. Great looking stage. Great vibe in there. Yeah, some really great cool. specialty cocktails. Some yeah, nice dude, retro really good mixologists. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's and, a cool uh, spot. You know, for up until about a month or two ago, I had a big handlebar mustache. So Bob was my <laughs> spirit animal on that. I would <laughs> love... To get some comedy going in that room, yeah, that cool. would be a great That's spot. Not a bad we room for we it, felt yeah. them out a little bit for yeah. doing like a quarterly show, nothing on a regular, but you know, like sure, yeah. We don't we don't have the there's not enough of an audience here. We want it to be yeah. kind of like a special event kind of thing. Yeah, getting getting doing like stuff together is a little yeah. tough in Prescott. But that room would be perfect. That room or what is now they're doing it as like an event space above, you know, the old uh, Annie's yeah. attic. That, yeah. And it's not they we were taught we were in talks with there, those folks over there for a little bit, and it just didn't work out. I think they've done some stuff. No, we we used so, to do a yeah, show. Say, they they did a, some... They were doing a monthly show there for yeah. a while, and it was well attended. It was good, and we we're bringing yeah. in some nice. We I was there as a shooting it and promoing it, but Bobby Johnson uh, out of Phoenix was bringing up some really nice headliners out of nice. there, and uh, it was a it was a neat room. That is a great room. Very, very on par with the point that that yeah, and that, attic upstairs. Yeah, that, that's that, a yeah. cool spot. I've, yeah, I played there a handful of times back in the day, and back when it was still Andy's attic. Now you got rid of the mustache. Got rid of the mustache, but more dramatic yes, than that. When did shocking. you cut your hair? I cut. It's actually been a while. It's, it's been, been a while. A, been about two and a half years now. Uh, I cut it off the day I turned 26. How how long was it? Oh, geez. It was down to my belt almost. <laughs> I, I, I took 27 inches off of my hair, and that was just to the ponytail. They, they went about four or five more from there. Now, you – how tall are you? How tall week, are you, so, Nick? I'm 5'9". Five, 5'9". Nine. Five, no, five, nine. Okay, yeah, about. so about half of your height was there. <laughs> yeah. Did it you was... ever spike it up? No, for any metal I show, tried. any hair. <laughs> I, I I didn't try, but like I, I just because I couldn't afford that much Elmer's school glue. Like back in high school, I wanted to do it. Like I sprayed it green at one point, but I never did take it. I couldn't. It, by the time I cut it, I, it, it was beyond my arm's length. You wouldn't be I, able to walk in a room. No, I couldn't. I couldn't drive anywhere. Here we got high ceilings here, yeah, in Jersey. But I couldn't get in my car. <laughs> Just drive sideways all the way. Yeah, no. I what it was is I had this black Jeep with leather seats and no AC. And I was sitting there in July in my car on lunch break one day. It was 104 or 5 or something like that degrees out. I got just all this dark brown hair everywhere. And I had given up and put it in a man bun, which I hated. And I was just sitting there going, like, I can't do this. I can't. I cannot do another summer like this. So my birthday is in March when it's just starting to get warm out. And I went, that's it. So I called him yeah. like a month ahead of time. I scheduled a haircut Way ahead of time with a, a musician friend of mine, actually, a guy I know who works at the barbershop, John Hancock. Yeah, right named next Royce. to the Oaks. Yeah. Guy named Royce, who's in a band called uh, Dead Name or Dead Named. I can't remember which uh, new band. Uh, but he was in a, a band around here for years called Voodoo Sex Cult. Yeah. You oh, yeah, guess yeah. Guess what kind of music they play. <laughs> um, 
But so, yeah, their lead singer, Royce, is a barber and a very good one, I might yeah. add. And yeah, so I called him and uh, went in and he's like, hey, what's up? I said, hey, man, I'm here at 1230 or whatever. And he goes, oh, OK. So. We go in. He's like, so what are you doing? Like a trim? I said, no, dude, I'm in a barber shop. This is going away. He's like, oh, no. You should have like, yeah. called me. I do my own. I could have <laughs> helped you out. <laughs> oh, that's short. I, yeah, this, is, this is the shortest I think it's ever been right now. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'm good here. <laughs> I, I, I started something recently that uh, uh, I want to kind of make as a regular feature, and then I always forget to do it. But let's do it now Okay. before we close out. They're making a movie about your life. Okay. Is it future? Is it you later in life? Is it contemporary? Is it about you growing up? What do they do? Uh, um, boy, that's an interesting one. Uh, I think contemporary. Like now is kind of an interesting point. What with I'm doing my first album. I've got yeah. this radio thing going on. Um, I'm building a new band. I'm working in three other bands. You know, there's kind of a lot of things yeah. happening all at once. And uh you know, I think this this here is an interesting point to focus on. Should there be one? It, I have no idea what the future is going to be like. So yeah. uh, who knows? Maybe that could be a bummer. But right now is pretty interesting. <laughs> and then the question, which we for you doesn't really apply, is who does the soundtrack? But it's, if I had a, my choice, <laughs> okay, I, I thought it was a no brand. I thought it was self done. But yeah, go oh, ahead. God, no, who there you? there are so many musicians I like more than me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I'm assuming there's going to be some original if, stuff. If, in there. Oh, sure, of course. But if I just had my choice of anyone ever, yeah, um, Stevie Ray Vaughan, ah, pretty much beautiful. guaranteed. His he's, anniversary of his death was just, just recently. the other day. Yeah, yeah just August twenty. He's my favorite musician. Like it's the Beatles, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and uh, got to see and him. ACDC. Got to see him several times Did over you? the years. He yeah, died. What is it? Seven or eight months before I was born. So oh. I never had the chance. <laughs> Thanks for making me feel <laughs> extremely old. He, he died in August 1990. I was born March 91. So. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, no, if, if, like, I, he's... I was already in rehab by the time you were, no, I'm just kidding. No, he, he's the one I never can get sick of. Just watching him is a different thing. My, he's not like us. My brother, I saw him, uh, uh, just before he really broke big and then a few yeah. times after in, in the Bay Area. My brother lived in Hawaii for a few years. Sure. And he moved out there in 82, I think, 82, 83, That's and was out there for broke. a couple of years. Well, he saw him. He writes me a letter. This is pre-email, sure, pre-everything yeah. else. I get a letter from my brother. And he goes, look out for this guy. I just saw him at a high school gym. Oh, no. And Not it was allowed. Stevie Ray Vaughan playing at a high school gym show. And he goes, he was wearing this purple coat. He yeah. started wailing on some Hendrix. And yeah. then he went into some stuff. I didn't know what was going on. He's yeah. incredible. And then... Go forward about with Texas flood. Yeah, go forward a few months, yeah. and it's like, oh, this Actually, guy. At that point, too, he would have been starting to be because, uh, yeah, in '82, uh, you may know this, you may not. Fun fact: David Bowie's "Let's Dance" is only Stevie Ray Vaughan on guitar. Oh, cool! That entire album. Cool. So "Let's Dance" Chinese did not Girl, know all that. That's all Stevie. Uh, from a, he, about '81, '82 to about '91, uh, I I rely on Google yeah. to remind me of what happened during those years. There was eighties <laughs> were weird, man. Yeah, it's but uh, uh, yeah, and <laughs> Stevie and was that's right where he was was his first album came out solo in '83. He uh, yeah. the helicopter crash happened in 1990. Yep. So like that's that's it. Yeah, you know, and it's he only did four studio albums and. 
I, jeez, uh, I don't think I've ever listened to anything more than those four studio I, albums. I got a call on my suitcase cell phone the day he died <laughs> from my friend Mark Silberman, who had attended several yeah. shows together. We we saw you. Okay, so Stevie Ray's coming out of uh, coming out of the grave to do uh, sure. to do your uh, your soundtrack. Yep. It's going to be contemporary. It's going to be the 2019 yep. Nick story. Who plays you? Uh, ooh. <laughs> okay, there's two people. Uh, Adam Scott, who was Ben Wyatt in Parks yeah, and Rec. Yeah. I think when I got my hair cut, I showed him a picture of Adam Scott and went, do that to me. Because <laughs> I love that dude's hair. For his hair alone. Um, and then the other last time I cut my hair, I cut it down to about uh, two inches or three inches or so under my ears. I was told it looked just like Mike Damone from Fast <laughs> So that guy wouldn't look like anything, anything like yeah. me now. But um, in terms of just actor who is similar to me, let's go with. Um, you know what? Let's let's throw it in the wind. Let's make let's call Jack Black. <laughs> That's who I want playing me. <laughs> I can see it now. That'd be great. We're filming that on location here yeah, in dude, Prescott, let's Arizona. Let's, let's bring him out here. And what genre is it? What is it? Is it a comedy? Is it a uh, drama? Is it a horror flick? What do we got going? It's definitely a dark comedy. <laughs> Something you shouldn't laugh at, but you're going to laugh at. <laughs> that's Our, what it is. Oh, that's great. All right, plug it again. Where can folks find you? Give the uh, yeah. info for, for, for Jack, uh, rundown yeah, of your, we'll, your Facebook we'll do page. A, uh, radio and then music and then I just realized I never even mentioned an album title so yeah, that, that, yeah. the, the final reveals didn't mean to clickbait this uh, so yeah you can catch me on uh, Jack FM mornings on Jacked Up mornings on 94.7 Jack FM in Prescott uh, 6 to 10 every Monday through Friday and Nick's pick as well Monday through Friday 12.15 and 5.15 also on Jack um, and at jackfmarizona.com all one word should you not be near here that also uh, comes out great in Cottonwood, by the way. It's like yep. a bell, 94.7. Um, <clears throat> and then various other stuff on the radio, too, because, hi, we're yeah. behind stations. So, uh, you do the intro on my show. I do the intro on your show. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, so then after that, uh, music, you can catch me here at Jersey Lily pretty much every other weekend with Little Larry in the Drive. Uh, and then every other weekend at The Point with Sean McDermott, uh, our acoustic duo. Um, and occasionally solo there and occasionally solo other places. And you can find me online at, uh, on Facebook slash Nikolai Guitar. Once again, that is N I C O L A I Guitar, all one word. And, uh, new albums coming out soon. And the title of that, by the way, <laughs> I'm a, totally I'm a horrible interviewer. <laughs> no, I totally forgot. I totally forgot. It's called A Look at a Fool. Ah, oh, what a great and, title. Uh, there's a tie in with that. Oh, you know what? Let me, there's Go. the cool thing yeah. I want to mention about this. Uh, the title track of the uh, of the album is called "The Fool." This is the coolest thing I've ever written in my life, and I co-wrote it with my mom three years oh. after she passed away. So I had all these lyrics that she'd written back in the seventies and eighties oh, uh, that didn't fantastic. have any music to it. And, and I, we, my dad and I, found them shortly after she passed, and uh, when I was like eighteen, when she died, and uh, I sat on these lyrics for three years. I knew that I, out of the whole stack of them, one of them jumped out at me. And I really loved it. And I, I, all I had in my head for three years was it seems like it might want to be in D minor. And that's it. I had a key and that's it. And one day it all hit me. And I played it. I sat down on my piano and played it. I didn't write it. I played it in yeah. time with just, there it is. I've got the song. And, uh, and there it is. It's the coolest thing I've ever done. And uh, she had titled it A Look at a Fool Through a Fool's Eyes. I thought that was a little wordy. So I called the song <laughs> The Fool. And I called the album A Look at a Fool. And uh, that's... 
the title track, and it's the coolest thing on there by far. How beautiful so is that? It's, it's that my favorite fantastic. thing I've ever done. So that's incredible. Yeah. So that's coming beautiful. soon should be around November eighth area. Hard copies at your Hard shows. Copies. Is there going to be, be a on download? Spotify oh, on iTunes or whatever iTunes is now. It'll be on YouTube on Amazon Music. It'll be all over the place, and it should be early November that it's good to go. Beautiful, but you so, will have hard copies. Be people physical can get. copies. I'm getting 500 I'm, CDs made. I'm old school, man. I, I like to get yeah. those copies, so I'll, I'll hit you up for one. I might and, even uh, do one or two vinyls. We'll see how much oh. that costs. Those will be for me. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. All right, Nick, thanks so much. Hey, thanks uh, for having me. Th- this was a blast. Yeah, this was a lot same. of fun. I agree. Thank you to Jersey Lily for letting us hang out and take up space. Yes, thanks. want somebody to write about Somebody to write a song about Seems any time I find someone to groom it Any time I think someone can suit me It always ends up taking a different route I start to wonder If I find somebody to write about Somebody to write a song about I can be the only one who sees this Can't be the only one who needs this I don't want to be alone I don't want to be without Somebody to write about I think what I'm looking Just give me somebody to write about Somebody to write a song about Somebody to write a song about